Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. We hear a lot of people say they feel burnt out, but how do we know we're burnt out and not just overworked? Or are they the same thing? And is there a different types? Is there different types of burnout? Keelan O'Dwyer is a behavioural psychologist from Ireland's trusted online therapy, Fettle.ie. Good morning, Keelan. Morning, how are you? I'm very well. Keelan, what does burnout mean to you as a professional? Is it always a physical thing, for example? No, it's burnout is a form of exhaustion that goes beyond the physical symptomology. So burnout can occur when our lives become too busy and we find we're juggling too many roles and responsibilities. And when that happens, we often forget to step back and take a rest. Mm. So over time, it has effects on our emotional, physical and mental well-being as well. And in many cases, burnout is related to one's job. There's other forms of burnout as well, such as parental burnout and Mm. seasonal burnout. And the main difference between being burnt out and overworked is we can have times in our lives where we're overly busy at work. Say, for Mm. example, you're trying to hit your quarterly sales target. So you're working late and you're trying hard to get those numbers up. You can be overworked, but still be feeling quite optimistic about your role. You may feel a sense of accomplishment when you're getting closer and closer to reaching your target. And Mm. even though your energy is waning a little, you can still bounce back by having a rest over the weekend. But with burnout, however, there's three hallmark symptoms that we need to be aware of. So the first is exhaustion, Mm. exhaustion, depersonalization and reduced personal accomplishment. So firstly, exhaustion. We all have days in work where our energy ebbs and flows, but this type of exhaustion is constant and pervasive. And this type of burnout fatigue saps us emotionally, mentally and physically. And with depersonalization, Put simply, this means having a feeling of indifference towards our work. So when we're experiencing burnout, we often feel numb and disconnected from our role, ourselves and the people around us. So when we're experiencing this, we may notice we isolate from others and we may not want to interact with our colleagues. Mm. And lastly is reduced accomplishment. So when we are burnt out, the parts of our job we once enjoyed or felt passionate about they feel like they're lost to us. We may become cynical of ourselves. We may feel like we're not good enough in our role. And we may become resentful or disillusioned with our role and our company. So Mm. 
if you are noticing that you're feeling constantly overwhelmed, numb, indifferent, or lacking the zest and passion for your role that you once had, mm. then there are signs that it's time to prioritize your well-being. And how do you do that? Like, is it? It's not just a case of going, as you said earlier, if you're overworked and taking a rest over the weekend and you'll bounce back. So ways we can overcome burnout is by increasing our personal resources and decreasing our stressors. So how we can do this is we can decrease our stressors. So for example, in work, asking a colleague to help out with a project, managing our time, maybe not taking more on than we can do. So a lot of the times when I talk to employees, they may have 10 projects on at once, Mm. but the reality is they can only do three. So just being really cognizant of what we take on. And if you if you do have a lot of projects on, maybe to stack rank them in level of importance and what needs to be done first and kind of looking at your calendar and managing it. And the things we can control and increase are our personal resources, which include going out and getting active, you know, during work, Mm. taking a break, getting outdoors, moving your body. It can be so beneficial to our well-being and can improve our mood and decrease our stress. Nutrition, you know, a healthy diet has a fantastic effect on our mental health. So being mindful of what you're eating and being sure to cook nutritious meals for yourself. And lastly, just having things that you enjoy outside of work. So it's really important if we can try and set aside 20 minutes a day to do something we enjoy. And the research on this is it has amazing effects for our well-being. So it could be phoning a friend, watching your favorite program or reading your favorite book anything that's meaningful and life enhancing to you. If you can try and do that 20 minutes a day, and if not, just at different points throughout the week. But if you are really struggling with burnout and those small lifestyle changes don't help, then talking to a therapist can be helpful Mm. and a therapist can make you make you a plan of action for improving your emotional, mental and physical well-being. Keelan, you mentioned there um, parental burnout. What is that? Um, And can you be burned out as a parent but still be a star performer in your job? So parental burnout is the chronic stress and a sense of tension and exhaustion that often overwhelms parents' ability to cope in their role as a parent. So Mm. this feeling of exhaustion oftentimes, like with workplace burnout, shows up with other signs. So typically parents who are burnt out experience a loss of enjoyment as far as the parenting role goes. And they may feel emotionally detached from their children. Mm. But how this burnout shows up depends on the degree of burnout that the parent is feeling. Um, The parent may also find that they're acting differently towards their children. Often they feel overwhelmed and may lose their patience with them and are more likely to snap or yell at them. Yeah. COVID-19 really shone the spotlight on parental burnout and really brought it to the fore. So Mm. the Ohio State University did a major study where they found that over 66% of working burnouts, uh, working parents that they surveyed met the criteria for burnout. So if you are struggling in your parental role and feel you may have burnout, please know that you're not alone. And I recommend going on Google and looking up the 10 item parental burnout scale. So Mm. go through the scale and assess where you are at and then 
make a plan of action, but recognizing parental burnout is the first step towards solving it. And the Ohio State University has lots of amazing guides for parents who are struggling. And if you feel you can't manage the effects of burnout alone, then talking to a therapist can help you overcome some of the challenges you're facing. But in response to your second question, can you be burnt out but be a star performer at work? Yes, you can continue to be a star performer when you're struggling as a parent, but only for so long. So all parts of our lives are intertwined and affect one another. So If you are struggling or burnt out in your parenting role, that stress will inevitably spill over into your job performance and other areas of your life and Mm. vice versa. Okay. And you mentioned as well there at the start a thing called seasonal burnout. What's that? Often summer's rise in temperature matches our increased need to find balance between our work and our personal and social demands. Mm. What triggers seasonal burnout, uh, be it at Christmas or in the summer, is again having to keep up with the excessive demands that are placed on us at work, along with the greater number of social and family events to attend. And some individuals may have other roles, such as caring for their children or family members, which The more roles and responsibilities we have, the more likely we are to feel overwhelmed. And during summer and Christmas, there are also financial stressors to add to the list, which can compound burnout. Um, A lot of times people feel the pressure to go on holidays, take the family on holiday and afford to go to the weddings and Mm. outings that they're invited to. So unfortunately, not, not all of us can manage the multitasking of the extra fun without feeling overwhelmed by our demands at this time. So if we are feeling overwhelmed during the summer months um, because of all of the reasons that you said there, um, like is that likely to go away in September then when you know the social activities may, be, may not be as many? Unfortunately, no. Even though the lessening of social and financial burdens that often comes with September can help our burnout. It doesn't go away unless it's treated. So the best form of intervention is prevention. So making sure you have downtime in the week where you have time to rest and recuperate, being mindful not to overschedule yourself. And again, just keeping an eye on your diet, eating nutritious meals and getting adequate sleep Mm -hmm. will help you recuperate from burnout. Um, so really just being mindful, not taking on too much. Like if you're a busy parent, if you're trying to to balance work and parenting and then you've got the added pressures of the extra socialising over the summertime and at Christmas time and the finances and all of that. um, Are you suffering then from two different types of burnout at the same time? Are you suffering from parental burnout and seasonal burnout together? Or is it just all lumped into the one? So yes, it's it complicates the situation and it can make us feel more overwhelmed. Mm. So again, the more responsibilities, roles and expectations we have put on us when we don't have the resources to cope, it can overwhelm us further. So in the case of the busy mom who has a lot on at work, who has increased social expectations and is minding their children while they're off from school, really just finding creative ways to practice self-care. 
So I know a lot of parents tell me that finding five minutes to themselves isn't a luxury they can afford. But again, just decreasing those personal stressors. Mm. An example of this could be if you find you're driving your children or teens to lots of summer activities like camps or to their friend's house, it might be helpful to ask a family member or your partner or a friend to do the drop-offs and pickups once a week so you have some downtime. And as well, you know, with parents, they don't have a lot of time to themselves. So practicing well-being activities with your children can be really helpful. Mm. So if you find that gratitude helps your well-being, you can reflect on three things you're grateful for with your children. Mm. There's so many amazing well-being family apps ranging from emotional fitness games to mindfulness that you can try out. And the great thing about these apps is it's self-care for the whole family. Yeah, because I was laughing there, um, do you know, there a couple of weeks ago, I was trying to have a bath because I was feeling a little overwhelmed, let's just say. And I said, you know, what? I'm going to take some time out, have a nice relaxing bath. And all of a sudden there was the kids standing over me. What's that on your face, Mammy? Why have you got so much bubbles in the bath, Mammy? Can I get in with you? <laughs> it's like, no, go away. <laughs> so it is hard, like when you're in that whole cycle of trying to balance everything, to take some time out for yourself and to look after yourself. But I suppose in order for for all of that to work, you need to be able to work. So you need to to try and find the time to look after yourself. Definitely. With parenting, you need to put on your own life jacket first. And when you take that time to practice self-care, you'll have more to give to your kids. And your kids will also role model off you. You know, I have parents telling me all the time, you know, when they sit and they practice mindfulness or gratitude, or like you said, the bath. <laughs> um, when children see us taking time to mind our well-being, they actually mirror that behavior. So it's really beneficial for the parent and the child also. And what about then, Keelan, for, um, you know, like if people are trying to focus on fixing the situation, but they do feel overwhelmed, is it at that point then that they really need to talk to somebody? Yes, definitely. Talking to a mental health professional can help in so many ways because when we're in the problem, it's very hard to see outside of it. Um, And a a therapist can be that objective eye, you know, going into therapy, it can help you make goals, little self-care goals. A therapist can help you find ways to change and kind of manage the effects of the burnout, Mm. emotionally, physically and mentally also. And just having talking does help. Mm. So just having that space to talk to someone and especially with parental burnout a lot of parents feel like they can't talk to you know the mom across the road or they they just feel overwhelmed or they don't really want to tell their friends so again it's really helpful to have that Mm. external person to speak to. You were talking there earlier about um, you know the extra pressure that it puts on people to try and um, go out during particular seasons like summer and Christmas um, you know and it's just something else that we have to do but there's also the fact that like you know, during the pandemic, I think we all got a little bit cosy in our bubble and we were sitting in for the last two years and we weren't going out. But now all of a sudden we are being invited to various different things, whether they're a work-related event or a social event or a family gathering. But a lot of people might not remember. And I know it's kind of uh, strange, but, you know, what do we do when we're going out? Like, for example, even like what do we get dressed in? Because we lived in our in our tracksuit for so long. It's, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, that kind of puts more pressure on people as well, if, particularly if, if if they're in a kind of a pressurized situation. 
Oh, of course, completely. It's almost like you when you haven't when you haven't rode a bike for ages, getting back up on the bike again or going for a swim after not being in the water for a couple of years. You know, COVID-19 has significantly impacted the way we socialize. And many people are reporting that they're experiencing social anxiety for the first time, which is completely natural and normal because for so long we were told to stay away from others and being in our own homes, you know, in our tracksuits, mm. that became the new normal. And it it became our co- comfort zone, so to speak. So now with all the summer festivals back on, parties and events, it's like a period of newness. And with newness will always come some fear because we humans are creatures of comfort and we like what we know. So if you are feeling anxious and overwhelmed or a little lost, just know that that's completely natural and normal. And then the other side of this is, for those who have suffered from social anxiety pre-pandemic, mm. because there were no opportunities for those with social anxiety to step into what they fear, in a lot of cases, their fear has grown. So lockdown effectively blocked many individuals from taking steps to curb their social anxiety. And then add to that the fear of COVID-19 and in and of itself compounded this. So my advice to anyone who is feeling uncomfortable in social situations is to just start small. So Mm. plan something that's a little challenging, but achievable, such as going for coffee with a close friend. And then you can work your way up from there. Maybe next it could be going to the cinema with a group of friends or going to a party with friends. It's all about slowly confronting your sources of fear with a little more exposure each time. And then my other bit of advice is to practice self-compassion, feeling anxious, feeling awkward, dealing with the difficult thoughts, feelings and emotions that come up around our new normal you know it's it's really tough and it's so easy to beat ourselves up so if you find yourself worrying or overthinking in social situations mm. you know treat yourself with kindness and ask yourself what would i say to a friend in this situation and extend yourself the same passion love and kindness you would someone you care about but i found this too i, I went to a stadium gig a few weeks ago and yeah. gigs were always my happy place and I really felt very overwhelmed looking out at the sea of people yeah. when someone would kind of bump into me I'd, I'd almost kind of <laughs> I jump back yeah so it's we're, we're all in this you know it's it but just to be kind and compassionate I did find myself saying oh come on cop yeah. on and things like that but I just paused and I was like now be so- nice to yourself it is new so, Keelan, how do we know then that it's a natural introvert tendency or actual pathological anxiety? Again, when it's kind of pervasive, if you feel like it's taking away from you living the sort of life you want to have, when you feel like you can't function, then it would be a good idea to talk to a mental health professional. Hmm. Uh, If it's not really getting in the way of you living the sort of life you want to have and you feel like you can manage it, then again, the lifestyle changes and the compassion will really be helpful. But lifestyle changes and compassion are helpful for everybody. So just being aware, you know, if you do find anxiety is getting in the way of you having the sort of life you want to have, then it's a good idea to talk to someone. Okay, Keelan. Finally, any situation where you're supposed to, I suppose, feel good can be a burnout trigger, can it, when you're feeling like that? Yes, it can. I have a favorite saying 
that is by my favorite psychologist, Stephen Hayes. That's we hurt where we care and we care where we hurt. And that's really true. So think about anything you've done in your life that made you feel really proud, whether it's getting your degree to opening your own business to getting into a romantic relationship or becoming a parent. Everything in life that's worth having is going to cause us a certain amount of pain. So take, for example, relationships. Mm. Think of the most important relationship in your life right now. I have no doubt you had amazing times with that person and you really cherish and love them. But there's also been fights, disagreements or roadblocks that have caused you pain. And going back to the previous point on social anxiety, typically individuals with social anxiety, they highly value relationships. So their anxiety comes from a place of care for others. They care so much about forming meaningful relationships and bonds with those around them that they often find they worry about their effect on others. If they didn't care about how others felt, they wouldn't have those difficult thoughts. How are people experiencing me, Mm. you know, scanning around the room at a party to check if everyone is all right? We, We tend to, as humans, overthink, worry and stress about the things that are important to us. And of course, Stephen Hayes wrote A Liberated Mind and we must talk about that some morning on the opinion line. Keelan. Oh, I would love to. <laughs> My favourite book. <laughs> excellent, excellent. We look forward to that. Keelan O'Dwyer, thank you for taking the time to speak to us about burnout on the show this morning. Keelan O'Dwyer, a behavioural psychologist from Ireland's trusted online therapy, fettle.ie. Courts 96 FM Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky, smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.